Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs and I'm joined on the text line as well. We have Joanna Chudy. She's answering all the texts for you. So if you have any of that, you can reach us both either on the phone or on text 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And uh, quite the... Quite the little storm that went through the east side and to the north end of uh, of Calgary. We got a ton of rain in the south end. We we're very fortunate we didn't get hit with uh, some of those hail pictures I've seen. It's just those are unbelievable. Like it's they were size of uh, golf balls, baseballs coming down. So it uh, looked a little bit messy out there. So I'm going to give you a little bit of quick advice. Probably going to need a couple questions on it. But what I would do is just. But the best thing to do is clean everything up really well. Anything that's broken, don't try and save it. Just, just cut it off. Clean it all up. A lot of your annuals, we're still early June. We have a lot of time. And, and to be honest, some of them, depends what part of town, you'd be totally smashed. But a lot of the petunias and stuff will recover quite nicely and actually even be better because they'll be cut back. They'll come back twice as thick. Um, but what I would definitely do is uh, is water them and then hit them with 15, 30, 15 sort of every watering for the next couple of weeks and that will help boost them up, get them going crazy again. And uh, But just take a look at every year, any of your trees and things like that. Um, when they're stressed out like this, a good shot of Rage Plus um, will help revigorate the leaves and any of the broken branches on your trees and shrubs or anything like that, let's get the pruners out, get them cut off. If they're really bad, obviously call, call an arborist in. Um, Mark and our crew would be more than happy to come out and have a look. And there's lots of good arborists here in town that uh, can look after it. All of our trees will have a secondary set of leaves that they can send out. So if we lost a whole bunch of leaves on some of your trees, there is a secondary set that will be pushed out in the next week or two of your trees. But give them that extra water, give them the slow deep watering, hit them with some Rage Plus. Um, that will really help this build more tissue, send some more life up into the branches and help your trees and shrubs recover from uh, from that devastating hail that uh, hit definitely certain parts of the city. And that's when it tells you how big of a city we do have when you, when you see one side get it like that. But it, this one, that one looked like one of those American storms that you see typically like in Kansas or, or the Midwest. You sort of see that big, just that system coming across the sky. It's pretty crazy. Lots of lightning. Pretty crazy stuff. Anyways, I'm going to go to the phone lines and we're going to go to Marsha. Good morning, Marcia. Good morning. I've got about a 25-foot lilac tree, okay. and I'd like to prune it. Should I cut it right down, or can I shape it? Is it a bush or a tree? Um, it's a bush. It's got uh, some stems that are like uh, one and a half inches in diameter. Okay. And a number of thin ones, so I was also wondering, should I cut the thick it, ones down? Well, it depends. Is, it, is there lots of deadwood in the middle of it, or or is it pretty healthy looking? It's, healthy looking um then i would there's no need to cut it right back because really it's going to get right back up to that height anyways okay are you trying to limit the height or just limit the height yeah and that's hard to do um because i know um when i see people try to like around the lake in sundance like they have a lilac hedge all the way around the lake there and they keep it trimmed like a hedge mm-hmm. 
you never get the blooms on the top. It'll bloom a bit on the side, so you don't get much of a bloom on it. Just so yeah. So if you start doing that, you'll lose a lot of your blooms. Okay. Um, so if you're okay with that, then then just treat it as a hedge, and then then you're fine. Um, I typically wait till after you're done blooming to okay. do it to to get more blooms. But if you're just if you're doing it to limit height, yeah, just thin out the the dead, damaged, or diseased branches throughout the middle. Some of the thicker stuff you can take out. Um, and uh, and and you can shape them, but they, like I said, after a few years of doing that, you're going to need to take it right down to the ground, and then it'll shoot back up from the bottom, like because you'll get a bunch more deadwood the more you you limit the height on something. Oh, okay, okay. Because you're kind of cutting your opening wounds all the time, right? And yeah. yeah, so they're meant to go to a certain height. Like I, I don't know if it'd be twenty. That seems pretty high for a lilac, twenty-five feet. It's. Uh... Yeah, probably that is, if I kind of think it's 15 feet. Yeah, that's, that's probably the max you'll sort of see, 10, 15. 15, yeah. Yeah, in the, in the lilacs, like 25 is pretty, pretty high. Right. Um, but that, you could shape it, like, what height are you kind of hoping for? Uh, about maybe 10 feet. Yeah, yeah, you could take, you could take a good chunk of it off and then let it come back up like that. That would be fine. Okay, so. and take out the thicker ones? Yeah. Okay. Especially the ones that are dead, damaged, and look old that aren't producing much leaves on that. Okay. And uh, that would be the best way. Excellent. Thank you so much. All right. All right. Thank you so All much. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. And I'm going to go to Tony. Good morning, Tony. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. How can I help you? Um, so what my question is today is um, I'm getting my husband to build me some containers. Um, I live in the country, and it's a fight against quackwass all the time. So um, I want him to build me container gardens for perennials. Yeah. And I was wondering, will they overwinter? Um, depends on the size. Okay. And what, what you're using. Then? Like, I would go sort of at least six to eight feet wide and at least three feet deep. Okay, three feet deep. Okay. Yeah. Minimal sort of thing. It needs to be almost recreating the ground. So what kills most plants in containers it's not the cold, it's our Chinooks. Okay. It's when we warm up and then the soil and the, those raised beds, there's just nothing there and then it thaws out. Mm-hmm. So then the plant just desiccates over the wintertime because there's just nothing there. Right. Like we're in Edmonton, they can grow a lot more plants in in pots as well. Right. Because when it freezes, this stays frozen for the most part. Okay. And, and, and it doesn't need it. It just, uh, like I said, our lovely Chinooks that we love. Mm-hmm are sometimes what's really hard on our plant material. Okay. So, so bulbs and things like that absolutely. would be good. Absolutely. Totally. Succulents, bulbs, like perennials, oh, like the awesome. hens and chicks, all that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. Okay. Because I got... Carl Forster grasses, for the mm-hmm. most part, stuff like that will do fine. Oh, great. Okay. And um, so also, so I just got him to make me one because I wasn't sure, but he's going to make me a couple more. So this nice. is good. We yeah, just go a little part. bigger and then it doesn't hurt. And if you mulch them and then just water them in really good in the fall. Okay. Like, Right up till freeze up, give them a good shot of water. That way they hopefully stay frozen throughout the winter. Okay, great. And one more question, if I may. Sure. Is um, my flower beds are um, quite hard because I just used the soil that was in around here and I've added to it a little bit. But when after it gets wet and it dries out, it gets really hard and cracked. What's the best to amend that with? Um, you can use like a sea soil. I'm getting a new product in. Um, it's very, it's very similar to, uh, it's a mulch slash compost, um, 
mixture mm-hmm. um, that we're going to bring in. I've been testing it a little bit and to see what it's like. So I'm going to have it in our bulk bins this coming week. It's actually, I'm really looking forward to it. It's actually a local product mm-hmm. um, and it has a compost and, and some good nitrogen in it, but it's really good. It's lots of organic matter. Excellent. So that's what you, you really need some organic matter. Like the sea soil works really good mm-hmm. to help that. Um, even the hemp scents that we have, you can mix that into your soil. Okay. Um, any kind of this, the cocoa moss is another good one, but this this one I'm getting in the bulk is is going to be a really nice product. It's uh, very similar, like to a montane mulch that people put on top. So it gives you that really nice soil look, okay. but it has lots of nourishment, and you can just mix it in as well. And okay. So when I fill my container garden, yep. is this a good thing for me to choose? Or uh, no, not I the whole for... thing. I would use like a, depending on the size, I would use like a good garden mix. Yeah. And then um, as the years go over, you can supplement with other okay. things. Yeah. All but right. just start, like, we like we have the garden mix mm-hmm. or something like the big yellow bag that you can get. depends on what you're doing. Okay. Um, yeah. you, just, you can use that product um, because it, it has lots of nourishment. It's already pre-mixed. It's great. So, okay, great. Thank you so much. All right. Okay, Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. I think I got time for one more, and then we'll take a break. Go to Dale. Good morning, Dale. Oh, thank you. How can I help you? You're not going to like this at all. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, I heard radio and television uh, radio <laughs> waves go out into space. Yeah. Uh, do they do gardening out on the space shuttle out there? Well, I think they've done some testing. <laughs> if you watch that movie, what was it, the Mars one there? Like he was growing potatoes and in, in human poop, so there you go. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I saw that movie. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, I've seen a couple things where they're, they're trying to grow and do different things, um, and I know a lot of times they take plants and seeds and things up to like the International Space Station or up to different things to to test them and do different things, so... Are they ordering from your store? Yeah, I I hope so. They should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you're very busy. Yeah, no, no. It, yeah, it's been very good. It's been a great season. Lots of new gardeners coming in the market. So even on Earth and out in outer space. So we'll we'll take them all. Okay, thank you. All right, thanks, Dale. <laughs> bye bye. Hey, it's got to keep it light, and I like that. Thank you so much. <laughs> all right, take care. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up Garden Center, Calgary's full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And I'm going to... What am I going to do? I got... uh, Joanna's got the text going. I got a couple calls. If you'd like to join me, I do have some spots on the phone line, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And I'm going to go to Lynn. Good morning, Lynn. Good morning. How can I help you? Well, I have a question for you. I have a um, kind of a weird situation where some years back I bought a house uh to move in when we finally moved into the city to retire into, had a great deal of trouble with people cutting through the property. So the gardener at the time suggested we wanted a hedge across the front, and he said, well, how about a caragana because it's prickly, and that ought to be a pretty good deterrent, which we have. 
And um, now the question is, can you ever trim it into an actual hedge? Um, yes, but there's, they're one that they don't like being kept like as a hedge, like, like, like if you're looking for that squareness, you know, like where you like to cut them and keep them squared yeah. off. Yeah, they, that's what I've been trying to do, and I'm, it just gets kind of, yeah. when it gets heavy, it kind of bowls over and yeah. falls into the no, ground. No, they don't like it, like, because then they give, they're really soft tissue, and every time you open up the wounds, they get, they're very open to and susceptible to disease and funguses and stuff like that. Oh. So they're not a great, they're a great shelter belt hedge. Yeah. Sh- shelter belt hedge. <laughs> yeah, we and, uh, got them on the farm, and I can't say they're yeah. a really pretty thing. Yeah, but no, but they worked, and you just let them go, right? And then yeah. they're fine. But if you're trying to keep them as a nice <coughs> pruned hedge, um, I wouldn't recommend them. I would go more for a like a Diablo 9 bark, like lots of the 9 barks. Yeah. There's yellow ones, red ones, some pink ones yeah. that make great hedges. They love being pruned. They can just they sustain that. They have the, the right characteristics, fairly disease-resistant. But yeah, I would I would say not really with the caragana. I'd either start if you want a hedge, I would start with something else. Okay. Can you tie a caragana up to the fence just to make it tidier? Yeah. No, for sure. You can And that won't bother it too much? No, you can just sort of like stake it up. But they, they have very small root system, right? They they're fairly flimsy. Like Yeah. And they just want to fall over. Yeah, I know. It's like they're uh they're good out in the field tree. Yeah, well, I, I I agree with that. We were just looking for something. It worked as a deterrent. Yeah, no, they are. Um, another good one is the barberry that has because yes. they have really good th- thistly uh, thorns on them as well. Yes, they do. You're right. And they right. make a good hedge too because if you go the like the Concord, there's a couple of them um, that make really nice hedges and they stay that tight okay. um, growth pattern that you're looking for. So, so maybe how hard do they to dig up and get out of there? Caragana is easy, Kerrigan. actually, because yeah. there's no root system. They're very small root systems, so gotcha. okay. um, they actually come up fairly easy. So you just start at one end and sort of like dig a trench underneath them, and they'll just flop over. Gotcha. Okay, and, well, maybe we start over rather than trying to fight with what well, I've got. Uh, you're never going to end up with what you want, and then you're going to waste five years, and then you're going to try and do it. Then you're going to have to do it anyway, so yeah. sometimes it's just easier to bite the bullet and... And uh, get her done. Get her done. Okay. Well, thank you so much. All right. Take care. Yeah. Bye bye. Yeah. Unfortunately, sometimes when using the wrong tool, the wrong plant, the wrong thing, and I see that a lot um, when people do planting. Um, I got one client, they have these whole bunch of spruce trees planted like six inches away from the house, like 10 of them right along the front. It just, it looks good for a little bit of time, but that is a recipe for disaster. And unfortunately, a lot of show homes and things like that, they put too many trees um, right close to the house to make it look full at the beginning and uh, and just using the wrong trees in the wrong spots like uh, Schubert's and things like that in these new neighborhoods. It's just between the black knot and then they're just too big. There's lots of columnar type trees that grow so much nicer that are meant for front yards and things like that and uh, that will do great for you so let's go to Marianne good morning Marianne morning Merle I I have a couple of dandelion related questions for you today Um, 
dutifully for years, I have been manually digging up my dandelions with one of those little fork tools. Yep. And every year there seem to still be lots of dandelions. So I'm wondering, um, if you don't get all of the root, is that futile doing that? Do you really need to use some kind of a chemical alternative instead? To- um, there's a couple alternatives. Um, I use I use very little spray. Like I use our Green It Up Lawn Fertilizer. Yeah. And it chokes out the dandelions. Once you get your Kentucky bluegrass, which is 99% of the grass in Calgary, in area, is most of the sod has all come from a blend of different um, bluegrasses, right? Okay. And once you get that really nice and strong and a really good root system, it'll choke out because it's very invasive. So it'll choke out a lot of the quack grass, dandelions, and all the other weeds. So that way you only have to you do very little... Um, spraying, and I just have a I have a bottle of Killax, and I just spot spray the odd dandelion that comes up, and I get very few. Like this year, I haven't sprayed one. Like, oh, okay. So it just it just uh, if you get a healthy system, get your ecosystem of your lawn working properly, um, where it's nice and healthy. If you're using the green it up lawn fertilizer, you water way less, you get way less weeds. It's a, it's a great product for that. Yeah, we keep our grass long, long so we we generally don't water more than three or four times a year, yeah. literally. Yeah, no, that's good. And um, But you're also, that opens it up because when you, the dandelions don't like to be cut and grass loves to be cut. So um, like, a, like a Kentucky bluegrass or our sod, it loves being cut, right? Like it just makes it grow more and more and more. Yeah. And dandelions and that hate being cut. So it, it sort of... If you let them go, you're going to get more, and then they go to seed, and then you get the more dandelions. So the Killix will go right to the bottom of yep. the root. Yep, and just spot spray. Like, don't get the one where you're spraying the whole thing. or And that's why we, and I'm glad they banned weed and feed out of Canada because yeah. you used to drop it, and it would it would disperse that herbicide all over, and it would get into our trees, our perennials, and everywhere. But if you just spot spray, like, just get a, like a, and I always say, like, people, you can buy the two bottles, one with Roundup, one with Killex. Just keep them separate, and you can buy the refill thing after, but it comes with its own pump built in. You just give it a shot, and and they're gone, right? And, uh, Does and, the same product apply for uh, Creeping Charlie in the lawn? Yep, but yet make sure that's Killex. Don't use the Roundup because yep. it's a broadleaf selective herbicide is the Killax. Okay. Roundup is non-selective, means it will kill anything yeah. green. Yeah, I've discovered that. Yeah, no, I've go. seen a few people who do that. <laughs> and But it won't kill, like, if you spray it in your flower bed, it won't kill a tree. It only kills what it touches, and it neutralizes, goes neutral when it hits the soil. So Roundup, within reason, is fair. I wouldn't use it in Veggie Kings, and they say it's safe, but I, I don't feel good about that. I don't think I would I would use it myself. But. Do you have to use the Killix on a day when it isn't windy at all? Well, you're spraying low to the ground. Yeah, if it's real windy, don't go out there because if it drifts. Chemical drift, yeah. yeah. And, and get down as low as you can and, and just okay. spray right on top of the thing and turn your nozzle so it mists, you know? Oh, okay. And on a warm day like today, like this when the sun's going to come out, this is a great day to do that kind of thing. Okay. Good to know. Thank you. All right. Take care. Hopefully that helps. All right. And I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Ooh. 
Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening and lots of people on the phone line coming up. So I'm going to go to them. And Joanna's uh, fast and furious on the keyboard back in Bidnapore. And I'm going to go to the phone line. We're going to go to Alan. Good morning, Alan. Morning, Merle. How can we help you? I'm having a problem with my uh, back lawn. Okay. It's, it's very patchy. It's green and healthy in patches, and then the, the other patches look like they're not getting moisture. Okay. Now, I was told it was probably the uh, white grub, which I think is the June beetle. But they say that the turf, if that's a problem, your turf, you should be able to just lift the turf up. The turf is very solid, but it's just uh, uh, it's just not growing like the rest of the lawn. Yeah, it, sounds, it could also have cinch bug in there. Like, we've seen a fair bit of that. Um, is it loose at all? Like, is there, like, if you rake it, do you get more dead out of there, or is it just... Uh, Nothing more than normal if you rake it. Okay. Uh, yeah. What I'd recommend is is either get a product called uh, Pure Spray Green or Ambush, and then just uh, water them in a bit, and then early in the morning, um, before the sun gets out, give each of those spots a really good soil drenching with uh, with uh, one of those pesticides, either one. Right. And uh, and give that a shot, and give it a little bit of uh, maybe a little bit of top dress after that. And uh, see if we can get it revitalized. And what type of fertilizer are you using? Uh, I was just using uh, 201010 from the uh, UFA co-op here. Yeah, so that's not bad because it has a little bit of middle number for you. The other thing I'd recommend is, like you said, just switching. Try try our Green Up Lawn Fertilizer. It has the higher middle number and really helps get the roots super healthy. So Okay, Green It Up? Yep. Yeah, what 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 percentage is that? It's sixteen thirty two six. Oh, sixteen thirty two. Okay. Yeah, so there's enough nitrogen to get a green word, but it's not getting too much. We're just mowing all the time, but it thickens it up like crazy, and it and it really helps with a lot of these root problems, such as the cinch and these ones, and and if you have pets and things like that, it helps recover really fast. So right. Now you say uh, top dressing. You mean a little bit of a little bit of yeah, yeah, a little bit of uh, soil and then a little bit of seed. Just give it a really good raking first, trying to get rid of all the dead stuff out of there. Okay, and rake it before I spray. Um. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and then give it a good soil drenching. Let that soak in. Leave it for a day, and then you can do the other stuff after that. Okay. Alrighty. Thanks. All right. Take care. Goodbye. Okay, bye. All right. Where are we at? We're gonna go all the way up to Red Deer. Good morning, Marilyn. Good morning. How are you doing? Not too bad. And yourself this morning? Very good. It's a good. beautiful, oh, sunny it's day. this morning after that terrible storm we had last night. Did it go all the way up to Red Deer, too? Did you guys get it? We didn't get the hail, but we sure got the rain. Yeah, same same in south part of Calgary, but the north part of Calgary, just on the edges, it got, uh, parts of it got hammered really bad. So Yes, yes. Uh, my question is similar to the fellow before. Mm -hmm. um, I've got really big dead patches in my lawn in the front. It's it's a reasonably new lawn. It's been there for about three years. Yeah. Um, and first of all, I thought it was maybe the dogs visiting and doing their business. But I'm thinking that, you know, it probably is um, the cinch bug that you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, it could be that. And, and sometimes on new lawns, and it depends how much loam they put in, sometimes... Like when they level out a lawn, sometimes some areas get very little loam. Okay. And so I've seen that a fair bit too, like where the 
where those higher areas where it's just it's just a little bit of loam and it's sitting on clay, those areas will dry out a lot quicker because there's nothing there for it. So that's where the top dressing a bit helps get some organic matter in there. Okay, now by you top dressing, dressing a little bit um, of loam, yeah, topsoil with some with grass some seed. grass seed in it. Yep. And then if you're using a good quality lawn fertilizer, and uh, and then you're good. Okay. Now, if if it is this cinch bug, how can I recognize that? Um, you'll see it in there. It looks like it's it's actually really tough to see. You have to get like sort of right down there. You'll see sort of there's these little tiny little beetle looking things down in there. Oh, okay. And you should feel some looseness, like, of the grass a bit. Like, if yeah. you go in there, if it, 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 there'll be some sort of chewed off the roots. Right. So. Right. Okay. Um, my next question is, um, when I had this lawn redone, it was um, the people that did it didn't slope it properly. So oh, nice. it's got a real, almost a drop-off edge, although you can't see it till you walk on it. Yeah. How can I fix that? Do I have to pull the lawn up and, and rebuild it or? Yeah. Is it too low? No. Well, yeah, it's too low. Um, yeah. Cause I, my, I got a slope that goes up towards the house Yeah. and we're, um, it was, there was a big tree in there and they dug it out. And, of course, then they didn't fill the soil properly. Yeah. So what you can do is you can just top dress over top. But, again, I would get a good fertilizer on there first. Okay. Um, and then I would top dress like this. And if you, you can add an inch or so at a time in those areas and let the grass grow through it and add a bit more, add a bit more. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's probably easier than maybe ripping it up. Yeah. Much easier. Yes. Yes. Okay. Appreciate uh, your help. All right. Thanks, Marilyn. Thank you. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, taking a little bit of time. I think I'll do one more. I'm going to go all over Alberta today. We're going to go down to Lethbridge. Good morning, Lynn. Yes, Merle. Um, I'm having trouble with my Engelman's ivy. Okay. It's, it's hardly got any leaves on it. And the leaves that come out, they look, they're kind of droopy and they, they look like they're almost dead. Like they, they come out looking dead. And um, I've had it for, oh gosh, I don't know how many years, probably at least eight. Yeah. And it's always come out now. I've driven around town and they're all up and looking healthy, but I Yours don't know. Yours feels like it's stunted a bit this year or something? Yeah, and it's all, you know, all the deadwoods there, but and just spotty leaves, just really spotty. <laughs> yeah, it was a hard winter on it. Which way does it face? Is it? It faces some. <clears throat> yeah. And, <clears throat> and that's. It's all shaded. You know, it's quite shady because I have a, a big blue spruce that. Okay, so, and that could be part of it too. As the trees get bigger, and if it's in total shade, it, it it'll be slower than all the other ones you see because they do prefer a bit more of sun. Like they okay. do like it nice and warm. Uh-huh. When those things get into too shady of a spot, you get very little growth on them. Like they're okay. not meant as a shade vine. Like okay. here, um, so I'd maybe recommend. Um, trying to do something else. Like, how much sun does it, if it's right, oh, right on the now, north? Right now, it's getting sun. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, the tree isn't in front of it, it's just beside it, but, like, it's been there for, like, eight years, and it's done. 
Yeah, you another know, thing is, but, uh, but the trees, other trees around it have grown. The spruce tree is obviously growing a bit more too. And probably uh, what I would do is amend your soil, fertilize it, because there's probably nothing left either in the soil. Like it's okay. been just been depleted, right? Well, I I, I use this, I use uh, Rage Plus, okay, and I use fifteen thirty fifteen, okay, and I sprayed it with um, Pure Spray Green, okay, which is good. That's for the leaf hoppers and stuff. Yeah, and then I cut it back. I cut some of the old deadwood out. Yeah, and um, and. It's coming like I'm getting new growth on top, but it's just the leaves that were coming And out. I think it's just because it's, it's not full sun. Like that's okay. as, a, as our days and they're getting longer now and heat not. We haven't had a ton of summer heat yet. Right. So I think on the shady side, you're going to be a week behind everybody else that's in okay. the sun, right? So it's sort of, I think just be a little bit more patient. Make sure it's okay. getting those good long drinks. Give it a good, uh, yep. just a good slow, deep watering and give it some more of that fertilizer like you've been doing. Okay. And, uh, and for that one, you could even do like a 20-20-20 or 30-10-10, a little bit more on the nitrogen because you you're looking for foliage. So it's, right. you're not looking for flowers. So mm-hmm. that one, you want a little bit of a higher first number. Okay. All right. Right. Thank you very much. All right. Give that a try and you let bet. us know. Thank and you. you. Have a good day. You too. Yes. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. I'm going to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs. I'm going to go to the phone lines. And we're going to chat with Sean. Good morning, Sean. Good morning. How are you doing, Merle? Good, good. How can I help you? I've got a lilac tree that has it basically off the main route, route or the main bottom of the root or the, where it comes up. There's four big branches coming out. Most of them are about two inches and one three inch. Yeah. But only one of them has any leaving coming out of them. The other ones have not one leaf yet this year. Yeah, I've seen seen a lot of that this year on lilacs, aspens, um, okay. lots lots of columnar aspens. It's just like they, I think they got freeze dried a bit. Like, yeah, it's going to bed a bit dry in the fall, yeah. and then they just desiccate. Um, if, so if you don't see nothing, the only thing you can really try to do right now is give it a good slow deep drink. Try some Rage Plus. Um, and I've seen that push life into a lot of things. So if other listeners are, if you got some aspens that are just slow to leaf out, um, the rage plus works really well. No, I appreciate that because I was concerned because we really got hammered yet last night in the storm here. So. Yeah, no, and the Rage Plus will help a lot of those plants just recover because it, it helps regenerate tissue in the plant, so it helps them recover from things like this as well. So. Mm-hmm. I'll swing by the store and pick up a box. I've never yeah, used the just Rage give Plus. It a, just give it a really good drink first and, uh, and then give it a shot of the Rage Plus. And you can do it every four or five days as well, which would be great for it. Quick one, I've got about a foot, foot or a little over a foot of hail drifts in there either. Just better to go with a hose there and just make sure it melts off quick rather than keeping it cold. Is that Absolutely. Problem? Yep, no, get rid of it. Just shovel it away or melt it with the hose like you're sort of saying, something like that. Absolutely. Spread it onto the lawn to shovel over the lawn. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't see my lawn. It's all covered in leaves. Holy. <laughs> yeah. No, I've seen some of those pictures. I was just like, holy moly. So that yeah, was a crazy storm, but I appreciate the information as always. All right. Thanks, Sean. Have a good day. Stay safe. You too. Take care, bud. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. I'm going to go down to uh, Margaret. Good morning, Margaret. 
Good morning, Merle. I've, I've got a couple of questions. One is in particular deadheading. Is yeah. that real art of doing this, including... I know you take more than just the blossom, but Absolutely. down the stem, do you do you should you go? Well, it depends on what what it is. Obviously, if you're doing the geraniums, I I take that whole the whole flower part and the whole stem right down to the main okay of the tree of the plant. Right, I take that whole long skinny stem that's attached to the flower. On the petunias, I take the little seed pouch like where you have the big petal. And then I take the little bump just below the petal. I just take it just below that, because oh. then because that has the seed in it. And in my mind, I, like that, if we remove that, then the plant. If you leave the seed pods, then the plant thinks it's done its job and it's reproduced. If we take away all those as you deadhead, that's why deadheading is important because it it tricks the plant to produce more and more flowers because it thinks, okay, I haven't uh, reproduced, I haven't done my seeding, I, I need to keep pushing more flowers. So you don't have to go all the way down the stem then? No, no. Blossom off. Yep, just get the blossom, but you know like where the blossom and then there's the little right. bump just below that, like where the little seed would be sitting. Right. Yep. right. right. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, and I just use my finger. I just go through and pinch and pinch and pinch and. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. And how much sun do nine barks require? Well, they do better. Like they need, they prefer at least six hours, sort of thing. Oh. Yeah, okay. they will do better. Like the little bit more sun, they will do better. If you're looking for a shade, um, uh, I recommend the Annabelle hydrangea or the Turkestan burning bush is another one that'll do okay in the shade. Yeah, I have both of those, but this is another location. <laughs> but we we have so many um, spruce trees on our property that I think there's just not enough sun getting through. Yeah, and then they start taking all the moisture away and stuff as well. Um, oh, I know. So I know. it's a it's a battle. Um, you can try a few of the perennials or even some junipers in some of those areas. Just. I, I, I just remove the grass. I go all the way out a foot or so past the drip line of the spruce trees, and I, I, I like to put mulch underneath them. Just instead of trying to fight the, the needles and all that stuff, you might as well join in and uh, sort of recreate the forest floor. And uh, and that's what I do. And then I can add a couple rocks if you want as features or or something else or some junipers on the outer edges that uh, that will survive there. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Bye. Thank you. All right. And Gord's back, so I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs. I'm going to go right to the phone line, and we're going to chat with uh, with Peter. Good morning, Peter. Good morning. How can I help you? <clears throat> I had a uh, I had a nice row of uh, <clears throat> spinach. Yeah. And the rabbits got all of it, and I want to reseed it, but I'm not sure if I should do that or not. Well, I think if you have a rabbit issue, I think the rabbits will be very happy if you uh, reseed it. Oh no doubt, <laughs> no doubt. Um, so without putting up any kind of barrier, like you could, we have uh, like we have wildlife netting, like. Uh, stuff that you can use like a deterrent yeah. that you could put over top of that kind of stuff like build a little like you can get those little hoops or something you know yes. and put some um pest netting bird netting over top of it something like that okay um to help with that but if you don't do anything yeah you're just going to feed the rabbits which is like i said it's great for them okay so there is a there is a commercial product that yeah absolutely 
yeah, we have this, we have the, lots of this netting stuff that you can get, um, and you just sort of create, uh, you just put stakes in the ground. And you could run the stake and then just have the netting along the side. Um, we do have a product called Bobex, but I wouldn't spray it on. You can't. It's great no. for flowers and all that, but you can't spray it on your food because it tastes like. Yeah. Not great. Yeah, I'll be down Monday. All right. Um, one one other question. Uh, I have to. I have a large patch of quack grass and ugly grass. I'm going to kill it and, yeah. and and start over again. Should I just um, round should up? Should I just oh, round up? And what about a black? Should I put a black? Uh, no, no. Coming over it. It doesn't really kill the roots, right? That'll make it go dormant, sort of isolate for a while. Uh, but then as soon as you open it back up, some of those like quack grass roots can stay alive for 25, 30 years. <laughs> Wow. They don't like to die. So yeah. the best way is is Roundup. Just do it on a early morning, like something like today where it's calm, spray it, but let it totally die. Like leave it for the week or two until it goes totally brown. That way you know it's gone right down into the root. Let the roots all die. Um, so I've seen too often people do it, just start dying, people dig it up, and then the roots aren't quite dead yet and everything. And so you just, just let it do its thing. Yeah, it's near a, it's, it's near a very large spruce tree yeah so. and th- which is fine because like, like i said when it, as long as you're not spraying it on the needles like if you're just spraying the the ground and the even if you sprayed a bit on the trunk it it's not going to soak in it it only kills it attacks the chlorophyll in the leaves and it stops it from feeding that's what it what it that's how it works great thank you very much all right okay all right there you go talk to you later bye-bye and Let's go. We're all over Alberta today. It's cool. Let's go. We're going back up to Red Deer. Good morning, Craig. Yeah, how you doing this morning, Earl? Good, good. How can I help you? Hey, uh, I was looking up in Red Deer, and I don't know if it's down in Calgary, but I had some golden spitzer junipers, and yep. I don't know what happened this year, but they just got annihilated. Yeah. Uh, some of them, some were twelve years old, and it's all over it's all over Calgary. I'm seeing in spruce trees, lots of big junipers. It's it's just that winter desiccation. It's it's again, it's been our two or three years of really dry falls. Like once we hit yeah. September, October, November, it's just been really dry and actually quite warm. And then we've been getting our snow sort of starting in January, December, the last couple of years, right? By that time, the ground's already frozen. The trees have gone to bed dry, and there's nothing left for them. So they just desiccate over the winter, and they sort of, like, freeze dry. Okay. So it's super important. Bark mulch helps a lot with that. Um, Watering in really well in September, October. Um, before freeze up, making sure they have lots of ample um, moisture in the ground um, makes all the difference. It's it's yeah, it's all over sort of southern Alberta. I've seen tons of it, so it's just the conditions over the last couple of years has been just dry. So all a guy can do is probably cut out the bad stuff and then hopefully yeah, yeah. and some of it when it's over that thirty forty percent though it's 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 futile. Like I think almost you're better just to. To rip it out, unfortunately, and and start fresh because they they will never really grow back and fill in again. It'll take a long sure. time. So okay, all right. Well, thanks for the heads up. Anyway. Yeah, and if you if you, you if day. if you have some though, thirty ten ten works great. It's a evergreen fertilizer, and the high first number is is for the foliage. It'll help push growth out. So um, if you do want to try to push it some more, is the thirty ten ten. Okay. Alrighty. All right, take care. Bye-bye. All right. And we're right here. We're going to go to Peter. Good morning, Peter. 
Well, good morning, Arnold. Hey, how can I help you? So I have a hibiscus that, oh, it's got to be 30 years old. Okay. And about two years ago, I started noticing that it was starting to it was starting to become a little bit scraggly, and then it got a real infestation of aphids. Yeah. So anyways, I tried all the neem stuff and everything. You name it, I tried it, and no, it wouldn't, it wouldn't cause, it, it, didn't, it, it didn't kill off anything. Okay. And then when I look at the plant, it's basically two large trunks. And this is in a flower pot, by the way. Yeah, so. yep. an indoor hibiscus yep. is what you're talking, yep. Anyways, one of them died. One one side died. Okay. The other side now is starting to look pretty good, but the roots when I when I moved it from one pot to another one year, I started to realize they're kind of oh, it looked like it was it was almost like it was uh, the roots were rotting. Yeah, yeah. Well, because probably half of it died off, right? Yeah. Um. So what I would do? And did you remove that the dead one, or well, is it still there? That's a job for today. <laughs> yeah. So what I do is take the whole thing outside. Yep. Um, put it on a cardboard or on the deck or in the grass or whatever. And uh, just break apart the root ball and break apart that the dead part of it yep. that's attached to that other dead trunk. And just separate it. And then transplant the new one or the one that's existing into a nice pot um, and put it in the center of the pot, like center it so it looks like it's meant to have just one stem. Yep. Put some nice, good potting soil. Don't use black earth or anything. Use, uh, like, a soilless mix. If you're using our spruce stuff all-purpose, something like that. Okay. You want a good soilless mix. Um, and then on that, I would either use 15-30-15, like, water it in really well, and then hit it with a shot of 15-30-15 or 10-52-10. 50-30-15 or... 10, 52, 10. You want something with a higher middle number just to help it get through because it's it, you've suffered some root damage, some rotting and stuff like that. So you want to, we want to work on the roots for a while. So just one question. Once I separate everything out and I take everything and I give it a good shake, can I, I can wash it off with a hose? Wash no, the- you don't really need, I wouldn't wash it off with a hose. No. I just, just pull apart the, oh, the old one, just... Just rough it up a little bit with your fingers and then put a little bit of soil in the bottom of the pot and, and plant it back in the in the, the new one in the in the center of the of a new pot. Okay. Maybe I get another twenty years out of it. Yeah, no, if you do that, because they don't have huge root systems either, right? Like the they're a very fibrous root. Yeah. Um so sure. they, they can stay, but don't go too small of a pot. Put it in a good sized pot. And then you should be set for a while. And then if you're using that 15, 30, 15, you should start seeing it recover. And it's a perfect time of year. Lots of sun. They'll love it. Okay. And no problem putting it outside because nope. I, I normally move it out every year and bring it back in. Yep. You can definitely do that. Thank you very much, sir. All right. Take care. we got to take a break for the news. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm going to go to the phone lines, and I'm going to go to Reva. Good morning, Reva. How's it going, Merle? Good, good. How are you? Really good. Busy enough for you? Yeah, I think so. It's been good. <laughs> good. It's been really good. And again, i just uh, very thankful our team out at Spruce It Up. Um, it's been great. We've kept... Everybody's safe. We followed all the physical distancing. We've we've kept in touch with the AHS and occupational health and safety, making sure we're safe and our customers are safe. So it's been a, it's been a really good learning experience as well, like how you can do things um, when everybody wants to accomplish the same thing. So I bet we had a couple of your gentlemen come out to grind out uh, 
seven of our stumps, right? Yeah. You guys took some trees down, whatever. Yeah. So it was nice. <laughs> nice. So you know, what's, what are you up to now out there? Pardon me? What are you up to now out there? Well, I have a question for you. I'm considering yep. doing new t- uh, a no-till method in our orchard. The, the trees are actually, we've got about 30 different fruit trees in yep. there. Yep. And shockingly, they're doing, like, really good. Um, I was just, you know, how you're farting around on Google yep. and whatever, and I stumbled on that rancher down in North Dakota, Gabe Brown, that has 25,000 acres, and he does strictly no-till farming now, and his crops are ginormous, plus it replenishes, like it it creates soil, like really good, healthy, organic, deep soil. Yep. And I'm wondering if you know anybody that's doing that in Alberta? I don't. And is it... A good idea to do that in the orchard. I, I, I want to try it in the garden too, actually. Like with hay, like we have got a bunch of leftover hay from the winter, right? The horses. And then uh, topsoil and then seed it with, I don't know, perennials or grass or what are your thoughts on that? Um, I, I think <laughs> you, you got to be careful. I, I, I guess I'd really make sure you're on the right track because. You can create a mess too, right? Like, yeah. If if you if it's not quite right, it can be it can turn sideways on you quick. Either I don't have enough experience on it, but let me look into it and maybe I can even get him on the show and and talk about that kind of thing. He's so interesting. Yeah, I know. I love when I just usually at this time of year we're so swamped um, yeah. with with all of our callers and things like that. Yeah. Um. That it's uh, we're sort of focused on that, um, but I will let me look at that and let me see if I can get him on in the next couple of weeks because it's it's something in- interesting. It's environmentally friendly. It's different types of gardening, and as we get out of our heavy heavy spring calls, um, I have a lot more time to dig into some of the yeah. these other guests and stuff like that. But let me look I into it. That it's apparently a very old. Uh, successful method. Yeah, no. Sort of been locked throughout the, you know. I think we sometimes change for the sake of change, and sometimes things don't need to get changed. Like some of the old methods were great. So yeah, that's awesome, Merle. Thank you. Yep. All right. Take care, Riva. You too. Bye bye. All right. And right now, I'm going to go to the tree lot down at spruce it up garden center we're going to see what's hot in the tree lot with chris good morning chris you've been away all year and now you're finally phoning back in to let us know what's hot in the tree lot (laughs) yeah another day in paradise yeah it's pretty sweet out there in the morning isn't it though like it's amazing yeah when the sun's coming up hitting on the the water still on the leaves a bit and we have so many birds here, so many different birds, and they're all talking to each other. And, yeah, it's, uh, it is. It's paradise in the morning. For yeah, sure. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So what, what, what's, what do you got going in the tree lot right now? I know you're pretty full. you got yeah. lots of stuff in there. Yeah, but. we're really full. One of our, one of our uh, nice new additions, I think, is we've, we've tried to move away a little bit um, from the larger caliper trees so homeowners can come and take them themselves. So we have a whole new section of just 20-gallon uh, trees. Uh, and th- pretty much our top five trees. So yeah. you can come and pick one. They're already they're already as big as some of our small calipers, but you can actually take them yourself. Uh, and, and I think that's 
it's a very good point, Chris, because I think we're going to hit on the budget side of things where people can cash and carry a large mature tree and get it home themselves if they want to plant it For because sure. you, it works out to about half the cost of a, of a caliper tree on some point. So, yeah. but we, and some, and of we are, some of them are as big as some of our calipers. So you're getting a nice mature tree right off the bat, which is, which is really nice. And then we've concentrated on some bigger calipers. We still have the caliper trees as well. So if you really want that, when you get into the 60s, 70s, and 80 mils, um, you got a good selection out there of that as well. Beautiful calipers, yeah. Yep, they're all flowering. A lot of the crabs are flowering, and and, uh, the apples are starting to flower. Yeah, it's uh, got a lot of spring flowering. The roses are are incredible. They're all just blooming right now, so you can kind of see what you're going to buy you know what colors are going to be so yeah yeah it's uh it's been a busy year but um i know we've we've worked hard with our suppliers and uh and i want to thank them and we've worked hard to keep a very good selection and from what i hear we have one of the best in calgary and uh, largest selections of trees and shrubs um that you're going to find so yeah that's for sure there's nothing that we don't have right now so uh, yeah and they're all yeah we're full 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 so and on all the potted we have the best warranty in the business, two-year warranty on all our trees and sure shrubs. Do. Yeah, and I would just say, you know, short of short of uh, animal damage, um, trees will do really well if you just water them right into the fall. That's <laughs> my one saying to everybody, water till the ground is frozen. And last year, we've had quite a few warranties. Last year, we had a snowstorm in September, and, and I get how people queue into, okay, that's the end of summer, but then we still have a dry October and that's November. all the big junipers. Yeah. I have never seen so many yeah. dead junipers this year. Yeah, yep. So yep, for sure. So yeah, but yeah, it's, uh, if you have uh, want to spend a great day in paradise, come on down and all right. You can listen to the birds, walk through the trees. It's, uh, it's awesome, and we do all the social distancing, so there's lots of space to stay away from each other and and still be out in nature. Yeah, I know it's uh, it's been working really good and good flow out there. So, anyways, yeah. thanks so much, Chris, for calling okay, in. Yep. And uh, we'll try and chat next week as well. And uh, we'll uh, keep this rolling for the summer. Thanks, Chris. Right. Have Take a care. Bye bye. All right, that's Chris, and she's the tree lot manager down at Spruce It Up. And uh, she's in her element down there in the trees. So, and I'm going to go, where am I going to go? I'm going to go to Suzanne. Good morning, Suzanne. Hi. Um... How can I help you? you? Good, good. How are you? Good, thank you. Uh, Yeah, I have some pole beans that they're being eaten by something, and to the point where they haven't even been able to leaf out, they've been eaten already. Do you have rabbits? No, these are these are little holes in the leaves. Okay, it is the season when all the little um, caterpillars, little things like that are out munching away because all the foliage is mm-hmm. nice, new, supple, right. and uh, it's when it tastes the best. It's like us, like we knew we like the new peas, the new uh, mm-hmm. potatoes. All, all those little caterpillars love the new uh, the new leaves. Yeah, so we, do we. <laughs> yeah, we have a product called uh, Pure Spray Green or BTK. Okay. You could use either one of those. Um, okay. And you kind of need to do it every four to five days. Cause Is that kinda, a contact thing? Or? Yeah, it's a, it, yeah, I wouldn't use a systemic on, on any of your veggies and stuff like that. And right. we, we can't get mo- many many um, systemics anymore anyways, which is a good thing. Yes. Um, so this, but these are great um, um, products that uh, will help you out on those kind of things. And uh, so it's, yeah, BTK. Does it have to hit the bug? Or? So no, a lot of it will sit there. So it will sit there for a while and has a residual on oh, the plant okay. It's okay. itself as well. So Okay, good. All right, I'll 
get some of that pure spay green. I've heard you talk about it Yeah, a lot. and it works really good as a fungicide as well, so if you have some oh, other issues. Okay. So. Could I ask one other question? Sure. With all the junipers that are dying, yep. <laughs> I have three of them, that, and, and they've been there a long time, so they cover quite a big space. What can replace them that would kind of cover the space that's... I mean, not all of it does. Um, when you dig them out, um, there's some really nice pines. Pines actually give us a different texture that I like um, besides junipers, and they're a little hardier, and they can. And they're low growing. Yeah, we like have a- some actually. We have some crawling Rocky Mountain crawling um, pine. I love them, okay. and they don't get real big. I planted one yeah. in a project like 20 years ago, and I and I'm back to this property a fair bit, mm-hmm. and it just it looks beautiful, and it it just crawls around nice, but it gives you a nice look of a crawling pine, but without uh, going crazy big on you, and it stays low to the ground. And hardy. Hardy, hardy, hardy. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean... Yeah, one of my favorite, and I don't talk about it enough. I should... I just noticed they came back onto the um, availability list here lately. Mm-hmm. So I, I find them... They're, they're great. So I it would... have uh, some height, too? Yeah. It gets about a foot to two feet high. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Yep, let me know if that yep. works out for you, and okay. uh, we'll talk to you later. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, and I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up Garden Center, Cowrie's full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. All right, and we got a full foam board, so I'm going to go to Larry and Vulcan. Good morning, Larry. How are you doing? Pretty good. I phoned you a couple of weeks ago about some caliper trees I planted in the last yep. year or two, and you suggested I put on 105210, which I did, and seemed to help quite a bit. Good. But now the bugs love my new leaves, so now there's something in there eating the leaves. Yeah, so pure spray green is the next one you want to hit it with because you're, as I mentioned to the last caller there, they love that new supple growth that you've created. Okay, two and- questions. Yep. Should I put on the 105210 again? Because I only absolutely. put on about two ounces. Yep, no, absolutely. You know, give it another shot. Give it a good watering again, and then give it yep. another pail of the 105210, absolutely. And you can do that right up until mid-July. Okay. Like, do it every couple, like, you do it every week, once a week, until mid-July. Can you spray that after you dilute it on the leaves? You, you can, but you don't need to. Like, it, it's okay. it's a more of a root one. You want What you're going to do is build up the phosphate, yeah. And and the thing, so it's going to be a really healthy um, fruit producer for you. Okay, uh, spray green, is that available at all garden centers, or is that a specialty for yours? No, well, I think a couple places have it. Um, I They took it off the, well, not off the market, but the one company quit producing it, so I bought a lot of it okay. um, because I love it. It's a, it's, a, it's a one product that we have. It's locally made. It's made by Suncor, and... It's just, well, i got to drive 30 miles to get it, but I guess I'm going to have to. It's worth the drive, Larry. Hey? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can save my trees. They're eating leaves on the elm and the crab apples. Yeah, how'd you make out in that storm? i seen a couple pictures out by your area. It looked like the clouds were over top of you pretty good. No, we just got some pretty good rain. The night before, though, there was an incredible lightning storm where the, the thunder lasted for 15 minutes. Like, I've never heard anything like that before as it moved through. Wow. And, yeah, just mostly white, a tiny bit of hill. Yeah, I've seen a couple of pictures just on uh, Facebook or Twitter or something like that. I can't remember. They were showing Vulcan. They had a picture of the 
obviously the spacecraft out there right oh, above yeah. that that real massive cloud that was going over top of you guys yesterday so yeah we got some mother nature's an incredible thing and i sitting out here watching it as my television entertainment isn't that the best like that that's reality tv i i love it too i love going out watching those clouds swirl around and stuff like that it's it's the best yeah all yeah, right. So it was no problem just waiting. Last year, they got terrible hail and one storm, but not, not so far this year. Good. And then, uh, like I said, the 10, 15, 10 will get those trees in shape for you, so you'll be good to go. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. And I'm going to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm going to go right to the phone line. We're going to go to Elizabeth. Good morning, Elizabeth. Good morning. How can I help you? Um, we have a, a fairly mature Virginia creeper, and every year it gets full of aphids. And, mm-hmm. and this year I thought, I'm getting on top of it early. So I started spraying it early before it even leafed out with uh, Endol. And I was also told to plant garlic around the base, which I did. And I've been spraying it at least once a week and hosing it with cold water. And it's fully leafed out now and growing like crazy. But I can see those tiny little um, balls on the stems that look like the aphids are starting again. Yeah, some of that is a little bit of a virus in there. That's not the aphids. That's just a a leaf... Pigment, something it's it's just that's more something in the leaf that's not the aphids the aphids oh. are and you know you get lots of leaf hoppers you just got to be careful with the end all because it needs to get rinsed off all the time too because you don't want to suffocate too much stuff either okay so that's why i prefer using the pure spray green on things like that and just do it every five days sort of from now until mid-july and that sort of gets you through that leaf hopper aphid stage and if you do it every five days you should be good Okay, and and you don't have to rinse that off. No. Okay, and the other thing is, can I keep trimming it? I'm trying to control it. Now Absolutely. Yep. And, and the bottom of it, I noticed, because it is a fairly mature one now, the bottom is, um, you can see the, the brand. Yeah, the, they're fairly heavy feeders, too. So what you want to do on that, and you can use like a 20-20-20 uh, water-soluble or 30-10-10. Okay. It's a foliage plant, so you want a higher middle number. Mm-hmm. And, and so, like twenty 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 is a great all purpose for for those, or or the thirty ten ten. Yeah. So when you say those little things on the stem, that's not aphids. No, no. And is that why in the fall the leaves instead of turning a nice color they get all shriveled up? Well, some of that is that's different. That's a leaf hopper or spider mite on the backside. So when you spray, you got to try and get in behind them as well. Yeah. Because they're very susceptible. Like they're great plants, but man, they're susceptible to to everything. Like the aphids, spider mites, things like that, and the leaf right. hoppers love them. Okay. So. Great. Thank you very much. All right. Yeah, so just get in behind as best as you can. And the best thing is, like, even if you have one of those backpack sprayers or something with a little bit of a longer wand, mm-hmm. where when you pump it up, you build the pressure, and you can just go in behind and get a bit of a mist going, Yeah. Um, that works the best. Okay. Thanks a lot. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. We've got time for one more. We're going to go to Charlotte. Good morning, Charlotte. Good morning, Merle. How are you? Good, good. How can I help you? Um, I have an Evans cherry. Okay. We've had it about 10 years now. Every year it blooms beautiful. 
a lot of fruit. This year, I, I thought it was dead. It took a long time for yeah. it to bloom, and I have a lot of limbs that have nothing on. Yeah, it's we're seeing again, seeing so much of this lilacs, um, a lot of the fruit trees, a lot of the spruce trees. It's just winter desiccation. Okay. Um, so get some Rage Plus is the best thing for that, and okay. give it to make sure you're getting a good slow deep watering first, and give it a shot of Rage Plus like every five days uh, up until mid July. Okay. Um, just you got to get the tissue and the Rage Plus will push life back into a lot of those limbs, and okay. uh, and then at at that point you'll see where you might have to do some pruning. But I've seen oh. so many like cherry trees, um, aspens, um, fruit trees, and just a lot of that. It's just winter, winter freeze dried, winter death. We yeah. need that slow deep watering, and and like. Um, who I can't remember who I was trying to, about the I was talking to Chris about the the early snowfall that we did have like in October there or but then it was gone and then we still had another month or so or, or in September we had that snow oh, okay. and then it, we still have a lot of gardening left and then we we kind of sometimes turn off our gardening brains and we don't water going into fall so it's really important to continue that watering right up until actual freeze up. Okay, so I don't cut off anything that doesn't have any life at all. No, not yet. Give it a shot of Rage Plus and see if you can get something back going in there. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. All right. Yeah, I was pretty sad with this spring. No, I know. Just (laughs) give it some deep water and then some Rage Plus. I I bought it as a wedding prep myself and my husband when we got married. Awesome. Congratulations. (laughs) Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, and I need to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs. I'm going to go to the phone lines, and we're going to chat with Sheila. Good morning, Sheila. Good morning. How can I help you? Well, I bought two um, snowbird hawthorns uh, last August uh, up at your place, and um, they were potted. They weren't the big ones. Yeah. Planted them uh, about 10, 10 feet apart in the backyard, where previously there were uh, old, old fir, large fir trees that I had taken out. Okay. Taken out. Um, so they were coming along nicely. The one, um, the one, uh, well, one of them anyway, did uh, develop some little beautiful little white flowers as they're supposed to. Yeah. Um, the other one, there's nothing happening on it at all. And in fact, um, when I did a close-up look the other day, a couple of the leaves, not many, but just a few, are, are curling up, and it looks like there's a lot of ants happening going on. Okay, there. you probably it could be an early infestation of aphids, unfortunately, because when you get ants up there, ants love aphids; they herd them. Oh, so when un, unroll the leaf a bit and see if you might see some of that in there. Um, and again, with that on the newly planted tree, just ensure that you give it a good slow drink of water, get it really going well. Um, this that slow deep watering, and I just what I recommend is people either if you have those tree watering bags or a hose, just put the hose on a slow trickle so it's just coming out of the hose like just barely, and then I leave it on there for five or six hours so you're not wasting any water. It just goes nice and slow all the way down to the bottom of the root ball, and that will help push it. Um, open those things up and see if you have some aphids, then you might need some pure spray green to spray on those. Okay. And unfortunately, you need to do it every five days because they're born pregnant, so you'll get more and more. <laughs> and right. so you have to kind of break this cycle. Okay. One other question about the tree that um, 
it's got the problem. Um, when when I bought it and when I planted it, there were some little, sh- a couple of little shoots still attached to the bottom, and it looks like that's multiplying now. So there's more shoots coming up from the bottom of that one as well. I, can I just, just cut, cut those off? off? Yep, just cut those off. Okay. Yep, good. and that. A lot of times tells me, too, that in some of them in the pots, they get a little bit stressed out. So just when they're in the ground, just ensure you do that slow, deep watering, yeah. and then that helps prevent suckering as well. Okay. Thanks very much. I All enjoy right. your show so much. Thank, Thank you. you. I love doing it. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Where are we at for time? I got a bit of time. I'm going to go to Blaine. Good morning, Blaine. Yes, good morning. How are you today? Good, good. How can I help you? Uh, Tony Astor, <laughs> yep. um, I've got a hedge here where I would say maybe a third of the branches are dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've, around the neighborhood, I've saw others where they cut them right down to about six inches, and then they start to come back. But I've saw some of them where they come back and they die off again. Is there something we can do to prevent that? Um, what they, yeah, there is a product, and it's, again, Pure Spray Green is one, but once you get the, it's a scale that's sort of attacking. We have a bit of an epidemic on that as well on our Catoni Asters around Calgary. And so what I've been recommending on something like that, where it's at least that 30% death in it, is just cut them right down to the ground. Yeah. And, and then just start fresh from there. So would I cut down the ones that are still doing good too? The whole thing right down just to even it up. And then that way all the energy goes into new growth. Okay. And you still got a bit of time. You can still do it right now. Um, how old of a hedge would you say? Is it like 20, 30? Uh, oh, no, it's probably 10 years old. Okay, yeah, so it's it's old enough to, to unfortunately, that you, you'll need to do that. And that's pure spray green? You yeah, call it? after you cut it down, right down to the ground. Yeah. Is this something you think you'd do yourself or? Yes. Okay, actually, if you like, I can help you out and give you a hundred dollar gift card between the one eight hundred got junk. They can help remove some of it for you. Oh, ooh, gee, that might be a good deal too. Yeah. All right. Well, you're you're Blaine. You're the lucky winner. You can use it for that or something else. I'm going to give you a a one eight hundred dollar or one eight hundred got junk gift card that you can use towards hauling away that junk or any other junk you got in your house, and uh, they make it nice and easy. You just call one eight hundred got junk. So yep. after we talk, I'll put you on hold, and Gord will get your info, and we'll get you set up with that as well. Great. Thank you very much. All right. Yeah. So, but when you Cut it right back. Do a really good cleanup. Clean up all the leaves. Clean up everything, and then um, when it and then put go into those soaker hoses that right. just, that you can lay along it. Yeah. Give it a really good watering, and then water it with twenty twenty twenty. Like fertilize it, and do that once a week up until mid July. Okay, so I shouldn't have to spray it with anything. Extra. No, not yet, because you're going to remove all the foliage. You're cutting everything out right now. So, okay. and then after you do it, you could spray the ground and that um, when you're totally. When you got everything in, you watered it in the first time, and then you'll start seeing new growth come up. Well, now, some of these dead branches, there is growth coming from the bottom. Do I cut that out? Yep. Just take the whole thing right down, right down to three to four inches. Oh, boy. Okay. Yep. I thought it was going to be a nice, easy fix, but it doesn't sound like it. Sorry, Blaine. Okay. You, know, you can, or you can just call our boys at Prune It Up. They'll come in and do it for you. We, we do that as well. So. Okay, good. Thanks so, a lot. All right. I'm just going to put you on hold. Gord yep. will get the info, and we'll get you that gift card for 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. And we got him on hold, and then we're going to go to Sandy. Good morning, Sandy. Good morning, Merle. How are you? Good, good. How can I help you? Um, I'm helping.
helping a friend who's never gardened at all, and she and her son bought a uh, raised bed, and they put it together themselves. And it's about, it's 12 by 2, but it's in different heights. It steps down in three sections. And my question is, um, what should they fill it with? Like, can they put the bottom part in loam and then just the top? Yeah, and what are they mainly going to grow again, sorry? Um, just vegetables. Okay, if you're going to grow veggies, yeah, and and depending on the depth, yeah, you can definitely do loam in that in the bottom half or th- or two-thirds sort of thing. But if I'm growing that, I would mix in some soilless mix on top, like this, the organic veggie bags that we have, the black gold, would be right. awesome for that. Okay. And uh, and then just mix that in, and, and that would be perfect for it because it makes it nice and easy to work with. Um, there is a garden mix you can use. It has a, a it has compost and that mixed in there as well. So if they come down, they can. She wants to just come down and pick it up. Yeah, yeah. Bag. We can just get the bags of the of the of the garden mix as well. Okay, so loam about half to two thirds, and then yeah. and that we'd probably need to deliver. We we sell that in bulk, like the actual loam. Or we right. do have bags of loam. It's we have it three in one, or we have a topsoil. So it depends how big it is, so they can help with the calculations as well. Okay, that'd be great. Just bring the measurements along with them, and and then you're good to go. Okay, thanks so much. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. All right, right, and I'm going to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm going to go to the phone lines. And I got a couple spots left, and I probably have time to get through. So if anybody else wants to join me, there, uh, there's some couple spots open, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And uh, if you'd like to, to join me, if you have any questions right now, I'm going to go to Lorna. Good morning, Lorna. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. How can I help you? Good. Well, I've been reading the articles on CBC and listening to you in regards to how things are very slow um, to leaf out shrubs and trees and not to give up hope. And it's getting into mid-June. I've got a 15-year-old Barbary, and I've been applying Rage Plus and water and such, and it's not showing any sign of life, but some of the branches are quite soft. Yeah, I would just, what I would do is take that right down to the ground. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And even it up. You probably have some dead in the middle. Is it kind of uneven? Is there or no uh, well, life at all? I don't have any. There's no life. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing even coming up from the bottom, yeah. which is unusual. Yeah. You can maybe try, and at this point, I would just take it right off and then just see if if, if it'll push up. And I've done that with a couple uh, uh, nine barks, and so those barberries will respond very similar. If there's any life in there, just because then it's not going to use it trying to revive all that branching up top, it'll push from the bottom. Okay. And Give that a try. Question. If not, you might be okay. done. Yeah. Yeah. And another question. I have a Jack Manny dependable clematis, which yep. hasn't come up either. It's 15 years old. So no, no luck there. Yeah. I, again, it's, it's just late. the dryness that we, like I said earlier, like it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's in that September, October, November is when we get uh, done in on a lot of our trees and shrubs and we got to make sure we're watering um, right up until that point because they just, uh, they winter desiccate and they kind of freeze dry. And there's yeah. just nothing left in them, so. Okay, so it's toast. All right. Yeah, very well. Could be Jack Manny, might, maybe, but it should be it, showing something by now. 
Yeah, maybe I'll give it another week and then get another yeah. clematis. All right. Yeah, and so Zoe finally found a bunch of, um, we will be getting a whole bunch of the more Jack Manny. They, it's all these mainstays have been so hard to keep in stock this year. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But Zoe, we have an, another supplier that we deal with and they have a, a whack of uh, Jack Manny's that have come online. So we'll have a, a load of those coming this week. So, well, thank you very much. All righty. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Where are we at? We're going to go to uh, Marianne. Good morning, Marianne. Good morning. How can I help you? (laughs) Um, I have a limelight hydrangea that we just planted last year, and it was positively beautiful. Great, huge blooms. And this year, we watered it in really well before the winter, and this year in the spring, there's just two tiny little sprigs coming from the bottom, and the rest of it is dead. I didn't cut it back in the fall. No, those I ones waited, you don't. I, those you don't cut back. Um, you leave them, and usually they will leaf out on old wood. Um, I have some limelights like that that are probably ten years old, and I had a ton of dieback on it as well. Like I have, like I think I have fifteen in my front yard, and over half of them are almost three quarters desiccated so so i'm going to cut them right down to the ground and let them come up from the bottom and that will work if i cut it right yep. down to the bottom and- yeah because the, the root is still alive it's just the bark up top winter desiccated there wasn't enough in it um and hydrangeas are one that really need and they love bark mulch like i put bark mulch around mine too because it holds the moisture in Okay. Um, so that does help. But if you are getting some life out of the bottom, I would just cut it cut it down to the bottom, and then it'll all that energy go into a bunch of new growth. So. Okay. So about how far from the bottom? About six inches? Even or? a little bit lower if you can. Okay. Yeah, three or four. We'll try it because it's really, it was quite a big caliper oh, oh. on it. I mean, it was, it's like a real tree. Yeah. So was it the topier type? Um, like a stem and then a ball on top sort of thing? Nope. No, no, just um, just a big. It was a big one, and those sometimes are tough too when you plant them because they they have a big root ball and they they do need a little extra of that slow deep watering. And, and I know you said you did it, but those are a little bit tougher to get them rooted in properly. They need that just that little bit more. So, okay. and it's a hard year. So you did nothing wrong. It's just it was a very very hard year and a lot of plant material this past year. And I knew that was coming when I seen. Going into October, November, December, how dry it was. I go, this spring coming up is going to be a doozy. So, <laughs> Well, okay, so I'll just cut it off. Yeah, and then feed it with 15, 30, 15, or 10, 50, 2, 10, and that'll help push a bunch of life into it. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks, Marianne. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, and I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. going to go to the phone lines, and we're going to chat with Andy. Good morning, Andy. Good morning. You got the How three. You? you got the three A's going. You're Andy from Airdrie, and you got an American Elm going. Oh, you got it. That's, That's right. Triple A. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So from listening this morning, I think I know the main problem. I didn't water it in last fall. Yeah. And now... Um, you know, it's about 15 to 18 feet tall. It was a beautiful tree last year. Yep. And uh, only there's only some some leaf, leaves at the bottom, I don't know, four to five feet. Yeah. About it. So 
what can I do to, to say? Well, that? what if you can try to do is again put a slow soaker hose on it, give it a good, couple of good slow drinks. Okay. Um, I would get some Rage Plus on that as soon as okay. you can. Yeah. And uh, give that a, a shot of Rage Plus sort of every five days. And okay. see if we can push some life back into it. Elms are another one affected. I see it on a lot of boulevards where they plant the elm trees throughout the city. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of them are half a dead, too. You see it. It's just, oh, okay. it's, unfortunately, it's it's a super hard year on a lot of the trees yeah. and shrubs. So. Right. Is there, I think this is not the thing to do, like pruning? No, yeah, we can't, we, we can, we can't prune elms right now either till, okay. uh, not until October 1st, I think. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but I would just push life into it, try and, try yeah. and use the Rage Plus. If he had full leaf last year, there, there's a good yeah. chance that we can get that thing revived. Okay. Because um, what the tree's natural defense mechanism is, if there's not enough water in it, uh-huh. nourishment, they just shut down their foliage part of it, right? They only, oh, the, because okay. they won't send it all the way to the top. They go, hey, I don't have enough energy to do yeah. that, so I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it off a bit. So okay, all right. So give it a good boost. Give it a yeah. put the hose on it first. Um, okay. Give it a really good drink, and yeah. then hit it with the Rage Plus. Okay, will do. Thanks so much, Mel. All right. Have a good day. You yep. too. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, and actually, I'm gonna go. Where am I at here? I'm going to go to Eleanor. Good morning, Eleanor. Hi. Hi. How can I help you? Ah, uh, you can. Um, um, my first question is: Do you? I went out to see, out where you see your green, green gardeners, and I bought that uh, green it up. Yep. And I'm pleased, but. Is, do you have another greenhouse somewhere? It's so far from me. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I'm sorry, I don't. Uh, we're just uh, we have the one garden center just to spruce it up on the on the south end. And then no, nobody else sells it, and it's so good. No, yeah, it's it's a great for. I, I made it just for Calgary because it's. It's something I I was struggling with the other lawn fertilizers that's available because it's all nitrogen up top, mm-hmm. and when you use the middle number, mm-hmm. yep, the Calgary roads are getting them better though. It's it, the drive. I know our our manager lives on the far northwest. He drives across there every day. I know it's not the easiest, mm-hmm. but it, it's getting better as we get through some of this construction and. Uh, and some of the other stuff uh, will open up. So I'm sorry I didn't get two bags. So how often should I put that down? You do it three times a year. You do it once right now, uh-huh. early spring, again in the summer, and then in the fall. And you cut it by a third each time. Slowly. You do, I do it now and then do it in the fall again? Yeah, one. Yeah, and then one more time in the fall. Oh, my God. i got to come out there. Then. All right. I I mean, and before you go, I have a friend of mine, and I think I was listening to you, and she has these... Um, I don't know if you call them evergreen, but uh, some of them are short and some is really tall, and they're all dried up. And I'm thinking you're saying that she didn't water in the fall. Yeah, it's just it, it's just we had a really dry water uh, se- winter fall season, mm-hmm. and then a lot of stuff just desiccated because it went to bed bone went to dry. Bed. Yeah. So um, you said she she get range, but she should put on it range. Rage plus, plus on the evergreens. It's a little tougher to get them to come back. Like they won't like on the needles. Like if it's a juniper, if it's over half dead, I would almost look at just replacing it. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. So where can I get this? I have to come Rage where plus. you are too. Well, we sell it as well, but the other garden centers have the Rage Plus. Range Plus, and yep. then and then she's supposed to use fifteen thirty. Fifteen. Fifteen and water it slowly. Yep. 
But if it's almost dead, it, then it's dead. Yeah, you don't waste the money, and this, if it's over 50%, this, I would just start fresh. Okay. All right. Thank, thank you. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. And I'm going to go down the high river. Mary, Mary, oh Mary. Oh, my God. It's the busiest phone in the whole country. Yeah, I know. We got lots of calls today. I've been hanging on forever. But anyway. Good thing, no you're, good thing you're so patient. I need help. <laughs> hey, Mary. I Mar- need hey, help. Can you hang on one sec? Yeah. Hey. Um, so our good friend, Dwight. Who calls in, and he he just lives south of Calgary. Yeah, he he made you your own customized birdhouse. He made Brad the Birdman one. Now he made Mary a birdhouse. So oh. he dropped it off at the garden center this week. So really? uh, so oh, Dwight, tell him thank you. Well, he's probably listening right now, so I'm sure he heard you. Uh, what's his name? Dwight. He oh. calls in and uh, and he's one of the regulars. What, what and a sweetheart! Yeah, tell so him thank you. We will for sure. Nah, I, it yeah, looks it's great. Good for my eighty seventh birthday. Yeah, he he Coming does up. a lot of custom. He made Brad, and now uh, we have Mary's Birdo. So just let me know when you're at the garden center next yep. time we have it okay, sitting there for I'll you. Come in, but I need help What's with up? this sage hawthorn. I don't want to lose it. Okay. The whole top of it's deady looking. Okay, it's not looking good. You need to send somebody to look at it. Okay, I yeah. will see. I don't want to lose it because I lost the other one. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like it, you know. And, yeah, wasn't and it the, doing? And, didn't it leaf out earlier? Well, three quarters of it just come out good this week. Yeah, we had this wonderful rain last night and good little pea size. So that'll help. Hail, uh, but didn't do any damage. Oh, thank good. God. But anyway. Um, I just need somebody to help me. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, so if you could. Yeah, get I'll talk to, uh, to Joanna myself, or it. somebody will come out and send yeah. Mark out there. Yeah, and then I'll run in one of these days and get my birdie house. Down. There you go. Dwight, thanks a million. Yeah, you're welcome. How kind of him. No, Dwight's was, a great guy. That's really nice. Yeah, yeah. very thoughtful. Thanks, Merle. Thanks, Mary. Yeah, Take you care. Have a good Bye-bye. week now. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, all right, I got time for one more quick one. We're going to go to Jean. Good morning, Jean. Well, good morning, Merle. How are you? Good, good. How can I help you? Um, I'm calling for my neighbor who has uh, uh, beautiful tomatoes all Mm -hmm. the time. But last year and now this year, uh, she's getting little holes in all the leaves. And uh, she still gets beautiful tomatoes, but the leaves are all holy. Huh. So what do I do? Well, on those, like, it could be like just a tiny little bug that's in there and eats it. And if it's not affecting it, and if you're still getting really good tomatoes and everything, I, I, does she use the same pots and the same soil every year? Or does she use new pots and new fresh soil? No, uh, that would be the thing. The Although yeah. she cleans her... Oh, no. Oh, no. She doesn't put them in pots. They're, right in the, ground. in the ground. Yeah, so I'd maybe change the soil up a bit or, or maybe try a different spot if it's the same same result. It could be something in the soil. Oh. But but if they're growing good there, just making sure she's feeding them well. Give them with the 15, 30, 15. Tomatoes love that. And mm-hmm. good slow deep watering, and uh, it should if they're getting good tomatoes. And there's bugs outside, right? So you're gonna get little critters that come in and take a, a munch here and there, and it's not really hurting them. So it's it's all good. Oh, okay. All right, because um, they're not gonna be perfect leaves because it's just like I said, it's Mother Nature and we're out there. But uh, I gotta go, Gene. I'm at the okay. end of the line here, so. Uh, I was just going to say pure spray green won't help. It, it could help, but I, I don't think I would really waste. No, I wouldn't bother. do much. Just keep feeding it. You're good to go. 
Okay. Thank Bye-bye. you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. All right. And Richard, if you want to hold, I'll take you off the air. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll get you gardened on next week here on Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.